Grace is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Well, even for all of the, uh, the drought and the June gloom and all the other stuff, the stuff you might uh, look around and see if you looked around, uh, we, we live here in this place in a place of, of exquisite natural beauty. And you can't help but see it if you really look around and have the eyes. Thank God that most of us have the eyes to look around and see it. If we look up to the hills, as the scripture tells us, if we look up to the hills, then we see something that is awesome. We see the purple of the lupin flower, the orange poppy on a sea of green and yellow mustard. And over it all in the blue sky, ducking in and out in between the white clouds that are so fluffy and beautiful, we just might be blessed to see a red-tailed hawk up there screeching. We delight to point these kinds of things out to the sight of our children and to our grandchildren. For decades, I've taken my little ones, my little monkeys, whichever little monkey happened to be in my custody at that point, back when it was a tiny, teeny, tiny little Sarah, and then a little bit later, a little bigger Ben, and, uh, and then uh, and Sydney, and, uh, and Cole, and all the rest. I've taken them out into the open and lifted them up. It's an interesting thing, thinking of lifting Sydney up overhead. I lifted them up overhead, and I, I've, I've said to them, be quiet, listen, what is it you hear? And I've told them that when they hear the hawk whistling, or when they hear the mockingbirds singing, that they are chanting, glory to you, O Lord. Oh, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom thou hast made them all. And if we were blessed in that moment, we would not just see the hawk, we would not just hear the hawk, but we would see the hawk as well. And as we lay down to sleep, if we close our eyes, even in the darkness of the night, we may still see with the eyes of our memory, we may see what we have seen before. And even in our dreams, we might have sight of those memories past and sight of visions that are yet to come in the future. Those loved ones of ours who have departed in this life, we may still see with the sight of our hearts, with the sight of our wisdom, because we have seen them with our eyes. And so it is that the iconographer remembers the sight of a saint departed long ago. The iconographer writes the image of an appearance that is common to the memory of the church which has seen those saints. The icons that we see here 
did not come randomly. They are not products of artistic creation. They are products of the site of the church, the site and the memory of our church. And they have come down to us. And if by grace it is given to us one day to see those saints in glory, to walk up to St. Athanasius, we will know him in heaven because we have seen him on earth. The sight of him has been given to us. If we walk up to the Theotokos and fall at her knees, we will know her because we have seen her. If we see the Lord, we will fall down at his feet because we have seen him before. It is not that we are seeing him for the first time. We have seen him before. His sight has been given to us. What a miracle this gift of sight is. How fearfully and wonderfully made is the image of the, the very instrument of our vision. Yet how delicate and how vulnerable are our eyes. The blink of an accident, the strike of a fist, the progress of untreated disease, all of those might deprive us of our sight. But even if all of you who see today were to lose your sight today, you would still have the memory of what you had seen. The man by the side of the road where Jesus passes today has not even the memory of sight. He was born, as many of the fathers have taught us, he was born not just sightless, but without eyes. There was nothing there. He is blind from birth. His only images come from the other senses, from hearing, touch, taste, and smell. The images that are in his mind are not so colorful as those that we would have if we closed our eyes. The images that are in his mind are black without even the benefit of white for contrast. He knows neither color nor light, for he has never seen either of them. Think of that. He has never seen color. He has never seen light. The psychologists and psychiatrists talk about having insight, but this man has no sight at all. He does not even have eyes at all. He sits as a beggar on the streets, like all the children of Adam outside of paradise. He has no recollection of the beauty for which he was created for it was lost before he was born. Yet, this day, today, and the gospel is today. The gospel is not back then. The gospel is today as we hear it read with our ears, as we see it with our sight. This day, the beautiful creator himself is looking for this one who cannot see him. Does he know that he is coming? Does he know? Has he anticipated it? Do I know that the very creator of sight sees me? 
Think of that. The creator of sight sees you even if you are blind to him. Even if you are not looking for him, he is looking for you. The light himself has seen me even though I may not see him. He knows the loneliness and the agony of my blindness. And though I do not know which way to move in his direction, for I cannot see the way, he is moving toward me. He does not wander down the road like I do, especially the older I get. I bump randomly into unseen obstacles, even though I can see. We bump down the road. He moves with purpose, for he sees where he is going. He sees me. He sees you. He sees this blind man from a great distance. Now, though gifted friends may offer us um, a direction of which way to go in our life, we are often too handicapped by our pride and our blindness to move in that direction. Most of us are not very likely candidates for enlightenment. Yet the light himself sees us. The light himself is moving to enlighten us, is moving toward you to give you light and sight. I bump as I move down the road, but he moves with purpose. He wills to bring me. He wills to bring you what it is that you lack right now. He wills to give me what I have lost. He intends to make well what has been made ill in my life, whatever that is, whether it is blindness or some other infirmity, he is moving toward you, even now, to heal you of that infirmity. When you think about it, what Jesus does in this moment is just about as awesome as what he did on the day of creation. Because that's exactly what it is. That is exactly what he's doing today in our sight. He created man from the dust of the earth, from the dirt of the ground. And what he does today with this man born, not just blind, but without eyes, is he takes that very dirt of the ground, and what does he do? He spits on it. I mean, holy spit. He spits on dirt. I mean, what a picture that is, that he spits on dirt. And what does he do with, with that, that clay that w to us sounds kind of gnarly? He spits on dirt and makes eyes out of it, just like he made man out of it. He takes the very base things. He didn't send back to heaven for a prescription, you know, delivered by an angelic messenger, you know, some myrrh or something sweet-smelling and precious in a little gold box. He spits on dirt, and that's how he heals the blind man. Think of it. He applies it onto eyes that have never had sight, and out of nothing, 
he brings life. Out of nothing, he creates, just like he does all the time. So in a sense, it's almost a pretty regular kind of thing for him. It's what he's been doing since, since he got involved here on this planet. He's been creating from nothing. Think about the first sight of that man. What a glorious first sight it was. He looked into the very eyes of his creator, and his God looked back at him. Think of that. A man born blind, given sight, eye to eye with the creator, and the creator looking back at him with what must have been the most perfect of love. In that moment, we see the very fulfillment of the message of Pascha, life from death, washing like baptism, illumination coming through the light of the chrism, the healing of infirmity, a faith to follow the instructions that the Lord gives, conversion from a blind way of life, a blind way of thinking into a sighted way, and salvation from darkness. Come ye, take light from light. When you come forward today, come ye, take light from light. The light that comes from here has come to you. The light that comes from heaven has come to our darkness. Come, take light from light that is never overtaken by night. Jesus did what had not been done since Adam fell and sat down outside of Eden. The Lord restored not only the image that had fallen, but he gave man back the sight to see it and to rejoice in it with thanksgiving. He doesn't just save us. Wrap yourself around this. This isn't just a legal transaction where we get saved. He doesn't just save us. He lets us enjoy our salvation. He lets us see our salvation and give praise to God. He lets us see our salvation. No longer do we strain to see what has not been given. No longer do we only have hope, even though hope is an evidence of things not seen. As Christ stands before the blind man and reveals himself to the eyes of his heart and to the eyes of his flesh, and boy, there's the lesson of our full salvation, not just to our, our heart or our head, but to our eyes. We have a full salvation that reveals itself in all ways to us as full human beings. He presents himself to us in the same way in the Eucharist. He is not an apparition of fantasy or a vague recollection of memory. He stands before us in the full beauty of his flesh. He stands in holy, real substance that can be seen. We may both taste and see that the Lord is good. He stands before us here this morning and he offers himself to us as he offered himself to the blind man 
if only we will take him. So then, what must we do with all this? Sir, as the, the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? What do we do with all of this that is now revealed to us? Now that we have seen him, we must see him. But secondly, if you have lost sight of him, if you do not see him, if you do not get him, if you never saw him, if you never got him, ask him to show himself to you today, this day. Not just later today, but right now. In this moment, ask him to show himself to you. Perhaps you have looked long at the distractions of this world, as there are so many of them, and they have taken away your sight from him and put it on, on the things of the world. Ask him, and he will return your sight. He will give us what we ask. Whatever you ask here in this place, he will give. He took spit and dirt and gave one man what he needed. He will find what it is that you need to get what you need. He can lift me up, even as he lifted spit and dirt up. He, if he lifted dirt up and transformed it into something that was a new creation, he can lift me up just the same, and he can lift you up, even if you don't see it just yet. Like the happy brother in the gospel, may we say, Lord, I believe. May the Lord give us to, to see the sight of everything that he has prepared for us this day. And to him be glory. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.